It's fine. That's fine. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. I'm not. I'm Real not, serious. I, t- I put my heart and soul into this every single week. All I'm saying is the camera shows I'm you I'm just laugh. telling you right now what I do every single week. Every single week. I put my freaking heart and soul into this. I study my ass off. I don't go out there and laugh. It's not funny. It's not fun. Nothing's funny to me. I don't want to go out there and... Contrary to the opening soundbite, we do find a lot of things funny, which is why I, Travis, and him, Spencer, are here to bring you the first ever Best of the Rest podcast. Spence, what is this podcast? It's a podcast of the managers, by the managers, and most importantly, for the managers. What isn't this podcast? It's not Field Yates and Matthew Barry. It's not Fantasy Football Live. We're not here to give you fantasy football advice on who you should sit and start every week. What is this podcast? It's just two guys who love fantasy football, love our friends, and want to bring this group a little closer and provide a good laugh. What isn't this podcast? It's nothing serious. But we do see this as a league that's trying to take the next step. With the addition of a last place punishment, or at least the talk of it, a new member, QB1, Zach Heinrich. I mean... Great football acumen. Phenomenal Guy an absolute cannon, by the way. Um, and now a podcast has us trending upward. We're here to discuss trades, hot topics, pivotal moments, as well as make fun of Tony and occasionally ourselves within the best of the rest fantasy football league. So with that, where do we start? I love it. I love it. I think we got to start with draft day. One of the most exciting days of fantasy football. It's the greatest day on the fantasy football calendar. It's supposed or, to be. That's what at least, say. Yeah, at least it's supposed to be. I mean, only four managers showed up to the draft this year. <sighs> down from seven the year before. Down three members in one year. I don't know what happened. I just don't get it. I mean, Kate provided us with a smorgasbord of delicious food. It was good food. And do, do you remember that? Ask Oaks about oh, that. Oh, he remembers. <laughs> Does he ever? <laughs> Guy still has dreams about those meatballs. Um, wings, weenies, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on and on. Um, so, But every year we manage to botch the draft in some fashion or another, don't we? You know, whether it's having to restart the draft three times. Lebo, Lev Bell, John Holmes. I mean, and you thinking it was a great idea to get a new router and hook up the Wi-Fi 10 minutes before the draft started. Tony Baca, the guy was at baseball. He texted us one minute before. We could, we could have an entire segment on Baca's botches <laughs> on this draft. He's a good guy. He means well. Let's go into those more a little bit, though. Well, I mean, he had 188 bucks on three players, right? Not, uh, not the ideal place to start. Auto draft? Never seen that before on an auction. Three players, 90% of your, your budget gone. Hey, he had to make some big moves this year, but hey, we'll get into that. Okay, now to the next one, number two. He texts us one minute before the draft starts at work. Where's the communication? I mean, yeah, you, you don't expect... Anything less, but it is what it is. We've had some mishaps in the past. Um, moving forward next year, what uh, what do you see happening? I think Moose Soup has a big idea. Tell us more. Well, shout out to Moose Soup. Um, we're thinking to combat this very weak showing uh, of fantasy football drafts that we would get an Airbnb. Now, now picture picture yourself. We're, we're, picture a happy place. Close I, want my eyes. To, I want you to close your eyes. Take a deep breath. I'm there. What is the prime fantasy football draft setup? Maybe an Airbnb. Maybe on a lake. 
maybe a keg of beer. Feels like Brainerd. Cross, Gull, doesn't matter. I mean, we go to Bemidji, I, and there's 11,000 lakes in the state of Minnesota. Where, August, like, September. It doesn't really matter when it happens. All we know is that we're proposing to have an in-draft auction next year. Blair will fly out. You don't got to pay a dime. Live auctioneer. Live auctioneer. Wiffle ball. I can say with experience, wiffle ball is that's going to happen. Before or after the draft? That's after. We, we, we want focused. We want to lock in before the draft. Okay. Um, I can say with, ex- with experience, and in, in, there's nothing like an in-person auction draft. It is so much better than what we've been doing. And so if you're there, you're in. Well, let me ask you this. If you're not. Is it mandatory? It's a man. It's a. It's not even. Is a question. it mandatory? It's a mandatory thing. I think we're gonna we're gonna put our flag in it. There you have it. Next year, live auction, in-person draft, potentially Brainerd. Open to other ideas. Open to any weekend. Sounds too good to be true. I'm in. We're just throwing it out there. We're proposing it. So. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the authority of the best of the rest and may not be reproduced or retransmitted in any form. And the accounts and descriptions of this episode may not be disseminated without the express written consent from Commissioner Eric Michael Weekly, LLC. Spencer, you take a look at this league, 12-team league. Lots of good members. It's what you dream of. Six, seven, eight years going on. I don't know how many years doesn't matter. Let's take a look at the manager and the team breakdown. Well, first we got newcomer, Zach Heinrich. Um, you know, he's a good athlete. We already he's, talked about that. He's he, a good athlete. he gets straight A's. He's an athlete. He's a good kid. He actually was at one point in history ranked seventh in the world that at Jiu-Jitsu absolutely fighting. absolutely not true. He has the trophy to prove it. That Zach, is absolutely not true. Zach, if you can send us a text to the group and prove it, that would be clearing my name. That is absurd, but hey, look, he's he's got a good team. I like his team as much as I don't want to like his team. I think he's going to be in the top six. No one wants no one. No senior likes the freshman. No, no one likes the newcomer. We've seen that before. But you We've know, seen that before. He's the guy you root for. I like him. Chris Hall, Nerf Herder. I mean, let's just stop right there. The team name. Don't know. No where one knows it came what it from, means. But the Herder. You know, the guy, the you guy know is a staple business, yeah. of the best of the rest. An absolute staple of the best of the rest. He's just, he's got a good team every year. When I think Nerf Herder, I think uh, Lamar. I think he had Lamar last year, Delvin Cook this year. I mean, think about this. The guy has Madison on his bench. Delvin Cook goes down like clockwork. Week six, Madison slides in. It's like he didn't even know what happened. Doesn't miss Can anything stop this guy? Well, he's actually on the bottom of the standings this year, which is a which is a bit of a changeup for him. But he's surging back in recent weeks. I like him to uh, make a good playoff run here. He'll make a good run. I mean, yeah. he's we're happy to have him in the league. Speaking of another guy, Blair D, Team Ramrod. I mean, let's get one thing straight. Potentially best looking guy in the league. In the league? Are you kidding me? Potentially best looking guy in the country. True story, I nominated him to be the bachelor of Columbus, Ohio. They called him, Blair, we want you to be the bachelor. We're hosting it in Columbus. Come be on our show. He is turned that, it down. Is that any surprise to you? He turned it down? No, it's of no surprise. We don't put anything past this guy. Look, from a personal standpoint, he's great. His he's, team? He, he's like the twins. I don't know. I don't know about this team. I said it last year. I'll say it again this year. They always feel like they're somewhere in the middle. I he's, don't think they have what it takes. He's, he's like the Twins. He's a great regular season performer. 
sits on his thumb in the postseason. Likes the Packers too much. Probably does a little too much early in the season. He doesn't have any fab left. Newsflash. Gone. Week five. Gone. I think he's got some work to do as a manager, but as a friend, I can't think of anyone better. He's probably the best guy I know. Top three. One of them. Kate the Great. Kate the Great is a great addition to this league. I mean, you can't say enough. I already said it enough, but the great draft party host. She's proven her worth, a proven competitor. She's invested in this league. You know, her team was actually my favorite after the draft this year. She's off to a bit of a slump in these recent weeks, but I like her to come back. She's got a lot of depth. Love, love her starting running backs and wide receivers. She's a, she's a great addition. Lots of spreadsheets on draft day. Potentially a league violation. I think she had six open at one time. I don't know how you can even pay attention to that many, but she's you, invested. You can't question whether she wants it or not. One guy who you can question if he wants it or not. Tyler Oakley. He shows up every year, though. Team Moose Soup. Probably a founding member of the league. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? It just feels like yet another disappointing season for this group. You know, you look at his team on draft and you go, oh, that's all right. And then the season happens and it's just, it ends up being that way. He can't seem to, you know, make the trades, make the moves. He, he, he shows up every year, year after year, draft a good team, but I, I don't like it. I don't see it. Neither do I. Moving on. Tony Vaca, Bud Kilmer's cut. Skip. skip. Yeah, just yeah, skip yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Davey Morgan. This guy loves the shed more than just about anything in the world. I mean, one, he's just a guy you root for. Well, what a team name. Can we just pause and think about that? The, the shed. shed. Think about the memories. How many times shed. has he been there? Moment Maybe of, once or twice? Moment of silence for the memories at the shed. All right. I mean, it's just an immaculate place. I can't blame him. It's just, yeah, let's move on. I, I can't blame him. We'll leave it at the name. There's probably not much more to it than the name, but maybe the best name in the league. It's up there. It's definitely not Team Shermer. I mean, can I think of any less creative team names? Is that the name that ESPN automatically gives you every year when you enter the league? I think indeed it is. So We should change his, his, his name. To bye week? Bye week. Because it's like you're playing him on a bye week? Last week, the guy had three players that didn't participate in that week's matchup. It's like he's there. But he's not really there. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I, I would have loved to play him last week. I mean, I'm hurting. I'm in the bottle of the barrel. I could have used that. He doesn't respond to the group texts. He doesn't change his lineup. I mean, he only really pays attention to Domino's Pizza and an Instagram feed. You Other than what? that, it's... Here's, here's the thing, though. The one time he does change his lineup, it's in a super pivotal matchup, maybe against me, maybe against Herder. Well, he did it against me. Trying to get into the playoffs, week. and you're like, this guy never sets his lineup. He sets his lineup against you, and you're like, oh man, I have to play someone that sets my lineup. Moving on, I don't know. Kind of a joke, but one guy who, when I think about respect, Austin Lebo. Great guy. Team Hung Lord. Again, love the name, not sure where it came from. But look, I love the manager. I love his commitment to the league. You know, he was barking in the group text about the um, integrity of the trades. Might be the most clever person in this group. 
Look, he's smart. He cares. He gets it. His team is there every single year knocking on the door. You just feel like this is a team that has what it takes. And I feel like every year I'm looking at this team. I don't want to play them. I don't want to run into them down the stretch. I have a ton of respect for Hunglord. If you ever need a plumber, he's your guy. If you ever need a friend. That too. Moving on to our commissioner, Weeks. Lot, lot, there's a lot to say here. Great team. Don't love the team name. Urban, Urban's Legends. It's a great it, team name. Okay. Urban's Legends, Fenway Park. There's virtually no difference. Baskin Dobbins. I don't even know what that means. The guy's like a backup running back for his team. It's quite the corporate sellout if you ask me. Worst team name since Trey Burton Ernie. It's It's close. It's close, but... It's not a good team. What was wrong with Urban's Legends? Nothing. That was a staple for the franchise, a staple for the league, something you can really latch on to. I don't like it. I don't want to be cliche here, but if it ain't broke, you get the, per- you get the well, picture. Yeah, it was broke. You think about playoff appearances over the last five years, none. Championships over the last five years, none. Yeah, but now the taxpayers are going to you know, foot the bill for this team name. For the naming rights. He went corporate. He went corporate. I mean, he's he's doing what he can to survive, but... And now we're paying for it. Now you know what, though? A lot of money in the budget. He's forward one. Top of the league. He doesn't have any money left. You got to check the you gotta check the budget details there, pal. I think Baskin Robbins is feeding his guys money to perform every week is what I'm saying because they're four and one. He's got $2. Look, he's a good player. We, we're grateful for everything he's done for the league. We talk about... Um, We'd be in a ditch somewhere. Decimal points was a big addition this year. IR spot, which Blair has been hammering for years. IR spot. We updated the playoff from uh, four to six teams a couple years ago. That Got was big. Week 17. He's, he's adaptable. He's a really good... He's a, he's a people's manager. He's a leader. He's, he's our leader. leader. Well... That brings us to... The final two. Channing all over your Tatum. Is that actually your team name? That's been my team name, and I won a championship with that team name. It's kind of concerning. I don't know what it means. It sounds uh, it sounds gross. I don't know what it means, but look, I'll be honest with you. Your team is a force to be reckoned with year after year. I do think you kind of duked us a little bit in this whole auction thing because you were the one that kind of knew how to do it. And you come out of there with every single player you wanted. Your team is an absolute juggernaut. You have guys that Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, every player you wanted, you have them. And it's questionable to, you know, bring 11 guys in that have never done an auction and, and just run away like that. But I give you credit. I think you're, I think you're top of the league. Well, to be fair, there has been other people who have done an auction. Who? But who? I know Blair has. One. I'm pretty sure C. Hall has, and I'm pretty sure Weeks has. Not 100% on those, but either way, the league loved it, except for Lebo. Lebo is the only hater on the auction draft. Don't say one bad word about Lebo. Move on. Okay. To the final member of our league, <laughs> uh, Travis, Swimmer's Body. Um, you joined the league two years ago, having never played fantasy football before. What happened that first year? The unthinkable. He won the league. Week 17 controversy. Which, that 
we've we've adapted. We've changed the rules. We stepped in and said that's not going to happen anymore. Arguably one of the biggest moments and best of the rest of the league history. Blair had him in week 16 and week 17. The Packers didn't Blair, play their starters. Blair was up by 49 points. Quite a, quite a tragedy in terms of fantasy football. It wasn't, wasn't good for anyone. It wasn't good for the league. Either way, you know, that kind of says it all. Um, last year he made it to the championship. He's consistently in the playoffs. I don't want to play Travis in the playoffs, and that's a compliment. He's not afraid to wheel and deal. He plays to win, not to take fourth, and I can respect that out of him. Well, I appreciate the kind of words. I think that brings us into the next topic here on the agenda. And, and you're, you're part of it. Unfortunately, that's trade controversy. Part of I think it. there's a FBI investigation currently led by Blair D. But, yeah, tell me more. I mean, what are the concerns here? Look, two teams made two trades with each other, right? Summer's body, Summer's body, and Bud Kilmer's coyotes. The first one I'm very questionable on because he trades his best player, Michael Thomas, for Tyler Boyd and DJ Chark, two mid-range wide receivers Okay, to be honest, I didn't like this trade because I knew that it put ch- it was a it was a championship playoff move and I I wasn't as concerned about Travis's team at that point, but then he made that move and I said, "Fuck." You know what? I thought it was a fair deal. I assessed the needs of the league. We talked about Tony's performance on draft day. F was the grade that Pro Football Focus gave him. F. If, if there's a G grade, you can give him that. He needed depth. He needed receivers. Michael Thomas was on the bench at that point. Granted, it is week six. The guy hasn't played yet. He's on bye this week. Two respectable receivers. A lot of preseason talk about Chark being a, a good player. Um, I gave it a shot, and I mean, yeah, to my surprise, he accepted it. You played the man. Not the odds. And you know what? It's not that it's not fair. I, I just it's just you don't trade a guy like Michael Thomas. You just don't. But if you're desperate, I guess you do. Taking that into consideration into trade number two. Which, which was much more fair, was much more even. This was a trade you were betting on the long term of Joe Mixon, which you traded James Robinson for Joe Mixon. <laughs> Weekly commissioner Eric Michael actually vetoed the trade. Accidentally. Nonetheless, well, it's, up, it's up for discussion. I think it might. We're going to take him at his word, though. I think it might have been a little uh, unpleasant. But Joe Mixon for James Robinson. Look, I have sources. My sources said, if you have James Robinson, see if you can trade him for Joe Mixon. I said, look, I'll go in the league. I'll see who owns Joe Mixon. And it happened to be Tony Bach. I thought, hey, great guy. I've done business with him before. I've sent him Venmo. Uh, We've done trades before, and I'll see if he's interested in this one again. The question I have is why was James Robinson left on his bench? That I cannot explain to you. I mean, I can only give the him player his you're assets, trading for. Hey, you got to talk to him about that. He's a young guy. Bad week of practice. Ask Tony. Bad week of practice. What we do need to reach out to Tony about, and as the Blair Dietrich, aforementioned Blair Dietrich, will be reaching out to him was because of the improper benefits. There was no... We have evidence. We have evidence. What, what's the evidence? Okay, so, and I quote in our group text message, $10 and I'll trade with you, unquote. You got, did you catch that? Do you want no, me to no, read that again? One more time. Okay, one more time. so in the, group, this again? in the group text, Tony 
Anthony Vaca from Cottonwood, Arizona, Gatorade MVP senior year, said $10 and I'll trade with you. He's asking for Venmo requests. That is an infraction. You know what? After he accepted Joe Mixon for James Robinson, within 37 seconds of my text message telling him to look at the trade, I began to question the integrity a little bit. But I thought it was a fair deal. I just thought, hey, this guy really doesn't care about his team. Enough said. Well, as we wrap up the first episode, we move on to the game of the week here. It's a big one. The two and three Bud Kilmer's Coyotes versus Team Shermer. At wait, wait. That is That's not, definitely not That it. is not the game of the week. Can you imagine watching that game? Good night. I'm going to bed. No chance the Coyotes versus Shermer is the game of the week. That's an absolute sleeper. The game of the week, Nerf Herder at home, two and three, but rolling, takes on... Rolling, keyword. Is it Baskin-Robbins or Baskin-Dobbins? I don't even know. I think it's supposed to be a punny, clever name, so I think it's Dobbins because Robbins is the real name. Baskin-Dobbins, weekly's fourth stringer running back. Eric is currently four and one. Great start to the season so far from the commish. The line is minus one and a half, favoring Urban's Legends. What, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on the line here? I mean, who do you like? Well, the line is fair. I do like the line. Um, I mean, you don't go into Nerf Herder's home field and expect to win. So, I mean, it, it should be close. I mean, one and a half is close. So... Who I like in this matchup is I like Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder is surging right now um, off of one or two wins, I forget. And Baskin Dobbins, formerly Urban's Legends, um, they've been so consistent, and I'll give them that. But at when does it end? Can you be perfect every week? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. But Nerf Herder, I think Madison, you know, he didn't lose a step with Madison. I think they have a great matchup against the winless Falcons. So... Yeah, I like Nerf Herder this week to on cover the, and to win. On the road at Baltimore. It's is it, gutsy. Is it at Baltimore? I feel like, if Baltimore. Herder, I feel like if Herder had a home field, uh, home field would be at Baltimore maybe just because he had uh, Lamar last year. But He's a B-more guy. Look, I'll tell you what. I think not only is Herder going to cover, I think this is a landslide. I could see Baskin-Robbins falling off this week, potentially less than triple digits. Nerf Herder for 150. Are you calling it? I'll take Herder by 25 points in this matchup. Oh, man. 25 points. You better get that in paper. You better write that down. Well, hey, I just had to face Herder. It's a tough, tough matchup every week. He, he comes to play. You know what you're going to get. Um, he's a really good opponent. And Final I, thoughts? I think it's going to be more of the same from Baskin-Robbins. Final thoughts? Happy to bring you guys this first episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. One thing moving into week six that is on my mind Back to Team Ramrod. I think he's a good manager. I do. Good? Good. Just good? I think he's a, I think he's a great manager. He's fine. He's just fine. I think he's an above-average manager. He cares about his team. He, he, he uh, makes the right moves throughout the year, early in the year. But does he have what he takes? Is he for real? Can he keep this up and perform? You know, he beat me in a nail-biter by .08. He just snuck one out against Kate for some... Johnu Smith garbage points touchdowns, but hey, they count. Doesn't That's matter fantasy. how they come. That's fantasy. Is he for real? Can he win again this week and solidify himself in the upper half of this group? 